This is Bessel Music Talk. Alarm again. It's coming. But I want to talk about why we are having alarm again. No, not Armageddon. Alarm again. And why alarm again can affect you is because if your device is still working on a 3G network, Most of the, well, not most, all the three major carriers in this country plan to shut down 3G this year. AT&T, Verizon, and T-Mobile. But the, what really is prompting fields is, is there's a whole lot of home security systems, medical alert monitors, and a range of other products will just stop working once they shut it down. In, in other words, they will be obsolete once they pull the switch. Um, I got this report from uh, Axios, Margaret, Harden, McGill. And she also explained why it matters because, but then why really, why it matters now because Carriers has previous retired networks, but this transition is provided more complicated because of the pandemic hindrance companies that rely on 3G services for making upgrades. Plus, they are more devices to manage. And this could be affect you because AT&T said the company offer customers free and discount 4G LTE phones to help them upgrade. And that's totaling about 2 million replacements. But uh, it's not just phones. How about those cars? Those 3G connected cars, including some that's only a few years old, may require software and hardware upgrade and could lose automatic crash notifications and other features entirely. Just think about that. You bought a car and it's the engine running good. It might be four years old. Transmission running good. Everything in the car that's uh, mechanical is running good. But all these computer devices, like notification of a, you've already getting a crash and all that, will just stop, don't exist no more for a car you're probably still paying for because normally car payments are like seven years now. And wow, how is that going to help you resale value? If the car could be running good, but none of the electronics in the car <coughs> ain't worth nothing. Something to think about when they started putting things in. I always was worried about when they were putting things in, like they putting Siri and 
Google and Alexa and all that. And as you know, as we with phones, it always got to be upgraded and all that. And you also know when you got those uh, home devices, they, they start calling them first generation, second generation, letting you know. And then they are limited as they get older. So I just want to know that uh, when you get, get a car like this, do you ever really think about what these things going to do for you? And I mean, like, really, what can you do about it? I mean, it sounds good at the time, but if your electronic voice activator crash control is obsolete before the car is, what can you do about it? It's, it's really something to think about when they put in all this electronic. I mean, you buy a car to help you to prevent uh, you from getting in a crash and now it just don't work. It won't stop you from hitting another car. I mean, like really, that's something to think about if your car is running on 3G connected car. And, and, and in case you do buy a car with all these features, ask them what network is your car running on? If it's a 3G, don't buy. You're probably gonna see a whole lot of cars that look great but they're not going because most people are going to sell them because it costs a whole lot of money to replace all that hardware and update everything. So I, I warning for you, if you get a car and they say, oh, it got this and that, you ask them what kind of connectabilities they have. If they say 3G, no, mm, no, 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 no. And this is another thing that can have as much as 10% of the public school buses across the country will lose GPS and communication service. According to a filing from the AASA, the school's superintendent association, 10% of the buses won't, school buses won't have GPS. That means that the bus is in trouble or something. Oh, God forbid somebody take the bus with the kids in it. If they got on a 3G that's obsolete, that means that uh, they can't track the bus or anything. And in San Francisco, they warn bus riders that more than 650 prediction display systems at bus shelters that rely on ATT 3G service will stop displaying in real-time information. I thought that was cool that you can go to the bus shelter in some city and they tell you the time the bus is supposed to be there, but how is it running? Is it running on time? Is it five minutes behind? Or the service has been discontinued for today? That is so cool, especially at a bus stop. So you know what's going on. The bus got caught up in a, a accident train crossing and all that. But guess what? In San Francisco, that will not be reliable. And come to think about it, AT&T just cut this service this week. So good luck. If you got uh, anything that's connected to AT&T, but don't think you're out of the woods yet because 
T-Mobile and Verizon are doing the same thing this year. Another thing that's happened, like the Law Industry Communication Committee said that predominant hindrance technician ability to get to your home to upgrade your device and sort source material have asked the Federal Communication to force ATT to delay its plan. So you got your home security system. You think you're safe if somebody opened a window and would let you know or somebody is 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 trying to pick the lock on your door. But if you're on your system is on AT&T, they won't serve you any good. Really? This is something that we all should be worried about. And I just want you to know that even if you got a 3G phone, which was great a couple of years ago, it's time for you to upgrade. Back in the day when, I guess generations, way back in the day when we only had three TV stations and television went off at one o'clock in the morning. Our TV that my, our parents bought were last 10 to 20 years. My goodness. It, it will never end. The only reason why most of those TVs are not in service today because mainly because they, <laughs> they don't broadcast on that frequency no more and they are digital. But a whole lot of those TVs, they were big and heavy and lasting all the time. So I advise anybody that got a TV set they they was not because the TV got old. It's because the technology made them obsolete. Also, that I also want to say is anything that you get. So, number one, you got to buy or be rare. Anybody come telling you about they got a nice alarm system and all that, you got to ask them what network it is. And they say anything with a three in front of it, no sale. Don't buy. Because the only thing you got to do is realize that in a couple months after you buy it, that system will be obsolete and then you're going to have to upgrade. And who knows how much that will cost to replace the components to make sure that you be on 4G or 4G light. I advise everybody to do that. Also, to let you know that they're trying to make it sound like this is going to be small and all that. But it might be small to some people, but if you're one of those people that have the, you know, the, the, the security, I mean, the medical alert in case you have problems and have a heart attack or a stroke or you're lying down on the ground like the commercial, hell, I can't get up. That's not going to serve you with a hill of beans if, if you're on 3G and they discontinue it. So just be careful out there. Do your homework. Especially if you buy a car now, and some because I I believe a whole lot of people are going to be selling these cars. They got all this uh, whistles and blow for 3G communication because they really ain't got the money. And if you ain't got the you get you don't have it in your uh, buyer's plan that you get free upgrade or something like that. They're going to dump it off because the car is already four years old. Why are they going to invest? money into it just to fix 
the electronics of the car when they could just sell it now. So I, I figured a whole lot of people with 3Gs and cars is going to try to uh, plug the market with uh, their car. They're going to be nice looking cars. They don't tell you, say, yeah, if you know, because I've been in these cars where if you drive me and you get blindsided, it tell you that somebody's beside you. But if they can't do it, what's the use for it? So just go ahead and just show you that this thing is not working the way it is. So Armageddon is coming and it started right now. Right now. It started right now. And this is what you need to do. Okay, on Bezlo Music Talk, on the Bezlo Network, and we are powered by Anchor. Yes, we heard so much in the news for the past, I say, two years since the 1919 project came out about critical race theory. Well, I went to re uh, Wikipedia to research something on critical race theory and just to find out what it, it is all about. One of the things which you will hear in this piece is this is that something that started in this century. Critical race theory originated from the 1970s. I just want you to listen to this and form your own non-biased opinion. CRT began in the United States in the post-civil rights era, as 1960s landmark civil rights laws were being eroded and schools were being resegregated. With racial inequalities persisting even after civil rights legislation was enacted, CRT scholars in the 1970s and 1980s began reworking and expanding critical legal studies, CLS, theories on class, economic structure and the law to examine the role of U.S. law in perpetuating racism. CRT, a framework of analysis grounded in critical theory, 16, originated in the mid-1970s in the writings of several American legal scholars, including Derek Bell, Alan Freeman, Kimberly Crenshaw, Richard Delgado, Cheryl Harris, Charles R. Lawrence III, Mari Matsuda, and Patricia J. Williams. CRT draws from the work of thinkers such as Antonio Gramsci, Sojourner Truth, Frederick Douglass, and W. E. B. Dubois, as well as the Black Power, Chicano, and radical feminist movements from the 1960s and 1970s. A key CRT concept is intersectionality, the way in which different forms of inequality and identity are affected by interconnections of race, class, gender and disability. Scholars of CRT view race as a social construct with no biological basis. One tenet of CRT is that racism and disparate racial outcomes are the result of complex, changing, and often subtle social and institutional dynamics, rather than explicit and intentional prejudices of individuals. CRT scholars argue that the idea of race advances the interests of white people at the expense of people of color, and that the liberal notion of U.S. law as neutral plays a significant role in maintaining a racially unjust social order, where formerly colorblind laws continue to have racially discriminatory outcomes. 
CRT began in the United States in the post-civil rights era, as 1960s landmark civil rights laws were being eroded and schools were being resegregated. With racial inequalities persisting even after civil rights legislation was enacted, CRT scholars in the 1970s and 1980s began reworking and expanding critical legal studies, CLS, theories on class, economic structure and the law to examine the role of U.S. law in perpetuating racism. CRT, a framework of analysis grounded in critical theory, originated in the mid-1970s in the writings of several American legal scholars, including Derek Bell, Alan Freeman, Kimberly Crenshaw, Richard Delgado, Cheryl Harris, Charles R. Lawrence III, Mari Matsuda, and Patricia J. Williams. CRT draws from the work of thinkers such as Antonio Gramsci, Sojourner Truth, Frederick Douglass, and W. E. B. Dubois, as well as the Black Power, Chicano, and radical feminist movements from the 1960s and 1970s. Academic critics of critical race theory argue that it's based on storytelling instead of evidence and reason, rejects truth and merit, and opposes liberalism. Since 2020, conservatives, U.S. lawmakers have sought to ban or restrict the instruction of CRT, along with other anti-racism education in primary and secondary schools. These lawmakers have been accused of misrepresenting the tenets and the importance of critical race theory, or having a goal of broadly silencing discussion of racism, equality, social justice, and the history of race. My point is, how can you do that unless the people who are in the majority change their ways? I mean, like, really, you, you, you want to wipe out history, but you do the same thing in the news every day. You'll, you'll kill black people in church. That's not no hundred year history. Who did what God say do? Trying to save a brother, but he came there to harm and kill. You put up a whole lot of things about the Confederate monuments and all that. If that's what you want to get rid of, uh, you don't want to have it, then you shouldn't even have no monuments of uh, the Civil War. If that's, if that's your true nature of your, your, your plan, why they should be up? What rights do they need to be in the, in the Capitol building? Statue for men that harm black people. If that's your true nature. And then another thing, since this country is all about its ugly past, which is race, what you, where you gonna start at? Hmm. I don't know. Uh, you don't want to talk about slaves being here. Hmm. You don't want to talk about the Civil War, which was amazing that the people in the South will fight so they can have slaves and only 10% of the people that fought in the Civil War 
uh, on any slaves. And most of them didn't even fight the ones that did because they was home. Why they let the ones that didn't have no slaves fight for the South? The South going to rise again. Why is she fighting for some, something you don't even have in your possession? Why is it that we went through the Jim Crow? Why is it that we got stone or water on us and beaten because we just want the same fair treatment as you as a race? Why is that you keep continuing to use the N-word every time you get mad with one of us? I guess you might be right in a way because you you haven't learned anything from history because you keep doing the same old things. And then it's some of us who was born and was blessed not to experience none of that and not to go through all that. And then you don't understand why other blacks don't see things the way you do. This the critical race theory was never taught in the public and and and, and uh, secondary schools. It's always been on the college level. And for you to now make it that parents can call in on any subject that 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 uh might not be appropriate as far as your child concerned the teacher was telling us we we burn and and bomb people in black wall street we 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 killed them all that was you know and they was by themselves because you were jealous because they had more than you when you gave them the land that you thought was worthless and then turn around, it had oil on it and then you had an attitude. You, you, you are including all kinds of ethnic people that back 200 years would never be considered white people. You would never consider Irish people as white people or Italians as white people. But because your race is getting smaller, you're including more people and say, hey, trade your heritage and now you become white. And what is that? There's no white land. There's no place where white people can go. So what I'm saying to you is if you don't learn from your mistakes, you're bound to repeat them again. A good example, this pandemic. If we all had just looked in our history book and see the pros and cons in 1919, we wouldn't have to go through the same stupid stuff again in 2019. But I guess we just like history to repeat itself. And that's how it is. So, for those of you who 
glad that n nothing can be taught about the history because it makes you feel bad. It's talking about history and it's not talking about you. Separate one of the two. You didn't go out there and do that, but you, your kids should know about the history. And maybe if you know about the history, then you can understand why things are the way they are. Or as you see, black people are so angry. Wouldn't you be too? It's just like when I remember what Chris Rock said, with all the money in the world, would you like to trade places with him? And he said no. With all his money and wealth, most white people rather be poor and broke than be a rich black man. And what did that tell you? Because you know we not treated right. This is Bezalo Music Talk on the Bezalo Network. This is Bezalo Music Talk.